JD Talking Sports. It is Saturday, March 16th, 2019, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Wow, Tiger Woods bogeys three holes on front nine. He had his first quadruple bogey ever yesterday. He's now tied for 70th, the Players' Championship. Tiger's doing things he never did before, but Tiger's older now, and the back is not feeling 100%, and that is not good. Gumbo Chef had a good show last night. That's all I asked for. I just asked for a good show. I love that he texted me. I was the first person he contacted to say, to say he had a good show yesterday. He is two today, one tomorrow. Little matinee, little night show, a little matinee tomorrow. And then he's got a day off after his first week. Show should be previewed soon in the papers. I need to read it and see what they think of it. I know I loved it. But uh, I always consider, I consider critics failed actors. Much easier to tell, see, say what we saw wrong in a production than what is, uh, than doing it. Much harder to do it. I made my film. Not a lot of people liked it, but some people liked it. And that's all that mattered. And I, f- I finished the product. A lot of people make a movie that never gets finished. It got finished. And that's all you can ask for. I watched Shrill with A.D. Bryant. And there was one episode where, uh, I don't want to give too much away. It's only six episodes, but there's an episode where she uh, goes to an event with like people, and it was it was a really good episode. I don't know if I loved it, but I liked it. I thought she was very good in it. It was interesting. I loved that they got Daniel Stern in it, and uh, the woman who played Pat. There was some some SNL people in the show, and uh, I'd like someone else to see. It, tell me what they thought of it. UNC lost. They had the first time to beat Duke three times in a year since seventy five seventy six. Did not happen. Well, 75, 74. And it's interesting. I talked to Ben about it, and Ben brought up a very good point. They get rest. They stay hungry. And maybe losing the game yesterday helped them. Zion Williamson, a beast. When he starts two for six, then he was nine for nine at one point. Guy's a freaking animal. 29 yesterday, 30. I mean, 29 in the 29 against Cuse, 31 against UNC. Now, I thought there was, uh, he got away with N1 uh, when he, uh, at the end of the game, that should have been called against him. Definitely there was a traveling on his part where he a double dribble, which they did not call. But it was a really tight game, a very well-played game. I'm glad I stayed up and watched it. Kobe White had a chance at the end, 12 seconds off. I didn't think they did a very good job with the last uh, sequence of the game. And they still almost went in. And you know what? Very um, Cameron Johnson started off hot, 14 points. They didn't score for a while. I think he finished with like 25. But overall, I mean... Kobe White is fearless going in the lane. And I think they said they're going to have number one seed. UVA lost to Florida State. They said Florida State has a lot of depth. But at the end of the game, UVA is down by six, and they had nobody I saw taking charge. And they came to the court down by six, like, with no urgency at all. And I don't know. You know, they lost to UMBC last season, and I know they said they're going to be number one seed. And the only team they had lost to this season was Duke. And now they lost. The only games they've lost is in the ACC. But I wasn't impressed at all with them, especially at the end of the game when they had to get some points. And nobody really wanted to take the shot. Nobody was really demanding the ball. Florida State, good team, always a good team. He's got a lot of balance on that team, a lot of big kids playing on that on that team. I guess we'll see. T- t- tomorrow is Selection Sunday. We'll see how that works out. Le'Veon Bell said uh, he came to play uh, because of Sam Darnold. And we'll see how that works out. We will see on Rutgers wants to be the most improved 
team in college football. They have a NCAA record, 11 straight losses. So one level, I mean, where else are they going to go? They only can go up. I think that, uh, you know, they want to be the most improved team, which is a good, that's a good thing to wish for next season. And they can't be any worse. Well, they could lose, they could go uh, winless next season, but I don't know if that's going to happen. If that happens, uh, Mr. Ash is gone. Yeah, he's gone. I think this is, he's really got to show some, but, you know, he's got to show something. But I'll tell you, not a lot of – they're not getting the great recruits. They didn't have good wide receivers last season. They didn't. They, I mean, they, they, they are not getting the guys to come. I mean, Rashawn Gary, you look at all the kids that are new, from New Jersey who don't stay in New Jersey and end up dominating in other places. You've got to keep guys in state, and they're not doing it. And, you know, supposedly they have the facilities, but they didn't have any wide receivers last season, no separation. Uh, they're putting that quarterback – uh, started as a true freshman. He was the worst quarterback in the in in in, uh, in, fo- in college football. Also had the most inter- I think eighteen interceptions, most in college football. Uh, Sikowski, yeah, Rutgers quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he had a he had a terrible season. Rutgers uh, quarterback. I want to see Q. Rutgers QB, I'm doing my podcast. My, my mom always comes in when I'm doing my podcast, always. And I'm not, I'm going to keep going. Of course, she comes down and wants to talk to me. I fall asleep and he wakes up and she has to come and talk to me. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, Mr. Sikowski. Yeah, Arthur Sikowski's stats. I want to look at Arthur. Zikowski. Yeah, so his first year. Why don't they have stats? Yeah, stat. Okay, here we go. Stats. He went last season. Of course, it's. You really. You kidding me? Oh, my God. He came at IMG, 65224. Longest rush was 12 yards. He threw for 267 with his best game was against Illinois. Okay, so he went. He threw for 11.58, four touchdowns. Doesn't have. These are terrible stats. Yeah. No, four touchdowns. And of course, yeah, these are these are terrible stats. These are terrible fucking stats. Yeah, okay, so we threw for eleven fifty eight, four touchdowns, eighteen interceptions. <laughs> Most interceptions they said I think in college football. You're not gonna win too many games. Threw for eleven hundred and fifty eight yards, two hundred two hundred and seventy three attempts, one hundred and thirty four completions, average yards at attempt, one point six yards. Not going to get the job done. No. Not going to get the job done at all. At all. Yeah. And that's okay. And supposedly they said, yeah, I read this, Marlon Brando and Richard Pryor, that they said, you know, everybody's going to go came back then and they'd fuck anything. But still, I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Really? Richard Pryor and Marlon Brando? And I was like, come on. That's what his uh, his widow said, and I'm like, come on, that's ridiculous. Golden Tate is going to be a giant. Four years, 37.5, 23 million guaranteed. 
Jordy Nelson was uh, released by the Raiders. I want to see who's going to pick him up. But the Giants now supposedly have no interest in, uh, which I think might be a ploy. Yeah, he's not doing a lot of work on scouting Dwayne Haskins, which could be a ploy where they really do want him and they're trying to get everybody to think that they're not interested when they really are interested. <laughs> yeah, when Buddy Heald Buddy Heal was uh, traded for uh, Boogie, some people, people thought, players thought, motherfucker, not worth shit. Now he's thriving with the Kings. That's good. Wow, Lori Lofton dropped by Fuller House. Just the, the good times keep coming. She's losing everything. Chelsea hit in. Oh, and, and that Moss attack. Suppose this guy was a gym trainer from Australia and was FaceTime, Facebook Live in this shit, saying, and walked in and goes, uh, like, I don't know, whatever he said when he walked in the door and then oh, killed 49 people. What, what's wrong with people? Yeah, that, that was disgusting. Unbelievable. Just disgusting. Yeah, and uh, if Bryce Harper got hit on his ankles, reduced overnight. Yeah. Yeah, D Wade now should, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're exchanging jerseys with everybody, but I'm like, yeah, enough already. Yeah. UNC lost to Duke seventy four seventy three. Oh, and Damian Lillard passes LaMarcus Aldridge on the Lakers on the Blazers all time scoring list. Nice. Knicks got blown out by the Spurs, 109-83. Kind of an ugly loss. Harden only had 41 last night. Blake Bortles going to re- meet with the Rams. Oh, and last night we had hail here. It was freaking crazy. Just, oof. Yeah, not good. And Ryan Tannehill is now a backup with the Titans. And, and Ty- Ty- Tyree Tyreek Hill. Under investigation for alleged battery involving a juvenile at his house, I pray it wasn't anything. I really do. I really hope it's nothing. I, I really do. I, I I don't want to see this stuff anymore. I really do. Especially, you know, he, he had a, supposedly in, well, he had a domestic uh, uh, incident. With, I don't know what they call domestic battery. When he was in college with his girlfriend, who is still with him now, Back in college, he's been clean since then. He had a monster season last year. I already told you about him and Kelsey last season. I mean, monster freaking seasons last year. I mean, last year, 89, 87 catches, 1479, 12 touchdowns. That is a monster year. I, I just don't want to see this stuff anymore. I mean, you know, it's like off season happens and all this shit goes down. You're like, please, no more about that. And um, what else I see here that I wanted to talk about? Yeah, the video assistant assistant referees get green light for Women's World Cup of France this summer. Of course they should have it. And Dominic rogers Camardi, who retired from the Raiders last season, is back with the Redskins. I guess he wanted to play. Or maybe he wasn't happy with the situation last season. He took some time off, and now he is. Yeah, not good. Yeah, and, and he had a monster, man, Zion Williamson. And then uh, in the... In the quarterfinal game against Syracuse, Frank Howard definitely tried to trip him after a dunk. And J.L. Williams, I totally agree, not no part of that in basketball. I mean, it was disgusting. It was a disgusting thing to watch. I mean, it was classless. And I think he should have been kicked out of the game for that. You can't can't be purposely trying to trip players, especially you know on a play bullshit. Yeah, Blake Bortles. In the 2014 draft, he lasted longer than Johnny Manziel and Teddy Bridgewater. Lasted longer with his team. Yeah, and somebody put down Teddy Bridgewater. Won a, he did not win a Heisman Trophy. 
And that in that draft, you had Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo go in the second round. The year before, you had E.J. Emanuel, who turned out to be a total bust. And six years later, that class doesn't have a single starter left. They think it's smarter to wait last next year for Tua, Jake Fromm, and Justin Herbert from Oregon. It's what the Jets and Browns did last season. Hey, they both passed on Patrick Mahomes. And Eli's definitely his last year with the Giants. He's not going to be the... We were talking... I was talking to somebody about that. I said, Eli Manning is not going to be a bridge quarterback. He wants to be the quarterback. He has never sat behind anybody. He is a starter. I don't think he's going to retire after this year. And I just listened to the radio right now where they talked... One guy talked about how they did not use... Beckham should have got 15 touches a game. I agree. You should... His game plan should get him the ball as much as he can because he could break it any one time, which they didn't do. Giants played supposedly... You know, with uh, Shermer supposed to be this offensive guru, and I thought their offense was fucking atrocious last season. And now they got rid of all the, got rid of him, and he's going to go to Cleveland, and Cleveland is going to make use him to their best. And I think that, I don't think the Giants are that good. I think Gettleman has traded a lot of players away, and he hasn't done. He's done. Yeah, he's done. You know, hey, he got his uh, running back, but they got rid. Of, and I listen, they got rid of Landon Collins, who they didn't feel he was the answer. Jabril Peppers, Jabril Peppers. We'll see if he pans out to be anything. They brought in Bethea, a 14-year vet. They didn't get younger. They got rid of Eli Apple. Not a lot of guys. They got rid of Vernon, who was a big free agent guy brought in a couple seasons ago. They got rid of Snacks. I mean, I want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what's going to happen in the future. I guess time will tell. We have to give it some time, right? Have to give it a little bit of time. But I'm not impressed with them. And I was reading this about, uh, you know, about uh, people talking about the college uh, cheating scandal. Uh, this was Tom uh, Walsh, a former USC track and cross-country coach, coach who left in 2013 after 19 years of school, referring to Miss Heinel, who was the one of the, the athletic director. I'm infuriated by what happened and what she did. I felt like our program. We got denied a few people that we thought were going to get into, thought that we thought were going to get into the program. Legit track and field international stars. Now you look back and wonder why they didn't get in. Did they make space for those funny people? And Summer Dahlquist Tookie, freshman said, for, for, said for her the indictments had only underscored the role money played in the admissions process. From the moment I stepped on a USC's campus, I noticed how wealthy most of the students were. Which is, you know, come on, let's be honest. Not every fucking student's wealthy, but there are some wealthy kids on campus. I have classmates who have the same last names as buildings on campus. Once we hear that, we basically know how they got in. Okay, I think some of them did, some of them didn't. That's not everybody. You can't judge everybody, but yes, I think a lot of kids got in that shouldn't got in, and I don't think every kid at the fucking kid has a silver spoon in his mouth. But yes. There are some kids that have more than others. Yeah. Hmm. And then they, I was reading this about the uh, National Women's Hockey League. The Riveters had to deal with all these travel woes on, uh, they couldn't even, they actually got in late that they had to cancel the game until this weekend. They're going to play back-to-backs. They were supposed to have a game last weekend and then now this weekend. And one of the players can't go to the game. Some players can't go because they have full-time jobs and they can't afford to take off the Friday. That was when the games were yesterday. And uh, Kimberly Sass was a backup goaltender, starting a new full-time job. I cannot afford to take Friday off. She goes. She wrote uh, on Twitter on Tuesday, female professional athletes 
will never be faced with the decision to attend a game or risk ruining a professional reputation at their non-sport place of employment. Hope that in the future, you know, that they won't have to, they won't have to be faced with that decision where, okay, do I go to work or do I play the game? Kind of sucked. And about Dolan, the Rangers and Knicks about to make, miss the playoffs. One or the other has not qualified 24 times since 96, the year Dolan uh, took over the throne of the, the, the Garden's throne. Yeah. Yeah, I would have I would have got rid of him 24 times since. So we're talking in the last 23 years. So every year, one team has missed the playoffs. And how about this? I read this about Big Ben. Josh Harris, who went undrafted at Wake Forest and played his only NFL season with the Steelers in 2014, he said that Roethlisberger intentionally fumbled at the end of a game to protest, protest a play call. At the moment I knew what kind of person he was. It was a week 17. They were playing the Bengals. Todd Haley called a run play with very little time left in the game. Ben wanted to kneel. He rolled his eyes in the huddle. He then purposely fumbles the ball, and Harris had to recover it. I mean, what the fuck? So you didn't get the play call, and you, you purposely f- Wow. He said, uh, during his time there, I had conversations with vets like Heath Miller, William Gay, Cam Hayward, Darius Hayward Bay, Will Allen, Ike Taylor, Troy Palomalo, Bruce Gradkowski, even James Harrison, but never Ben. Troy made an effort to talk to guys, not Ben, though, and it was like that with others, too. He said he's close with the O-line and maybe a few guys here and there, but for the most part, he saves himself. During practice, the team would be warming up for a lot, of t- a lot of times. We're warming up a lot of times. He would be sitting on the water coolers, reading the newspapers. So when Ben is critical of players publicly without having a relation with them, it can rub them the wrong way because they don't know if it is out of love or what. And when you call out all pro guys, that definitely doesn't sit well with them. Definitely, of course not. And Isaac Redmond said he, doesn't have, he does have a lot of power in that team. He played with them from 2009 to 2013. He agreed with Harris. And he said, some guys like A.B. may feel like they should be on a different level, that Ben shouldn't be criticizing him publicly when you just only see the guy in the locker room and on the field and you get to a radio show and you say something bad, it's going to rub the wrong way. Some stuff should be kept in-house. Totally agree with that. You come to them, you don't put it out in the public. Again, agreed. When you do that, you open yourself to criticism. <sighs> he said, uh, so Big Ben compared to Charlie, Charlie Batch, who organized an annual spring bash for teammates, flew in a favorite masseuse from his time in Detroit and invited players to his home to utilize him for free. So free, free, massage, free masseuse. And consistently drew a large number of Steelers at his charity events in and around the city. Big Ben was once not voted team captain. And he, Redmond says, I think everybody has different personalities. Could he have done more to bring guys together? Yes, but he was never a problem in the locker room. I don't think he shot away from guys. I just think he was really careful about who he surrounded himself with. I'm not surprised by any of this. What are you going to do? Thank you, Robert Klemko, MMQB. Kareem Hunt, eight games. I thought he might even be suspended for the season. Eight games. He'll be back. Will he be improved? I don't know. It was uh, just he shouldn't even put themselves in that situation. You know, like freaking... If you're, if you're, you know, he could have walked away and he went back for more. It's like, dude, walk away, walk away from the situation. We've all done it. Count to 10 and walk the fuck away. And it looks like Severino's not going to pitch till at least May 1st. Aaron Hicks back is so bad that he's not going to play probably opening day. He's been injured every season. He's sick all six years. And J.P. Lozman, who was a piece of shit quarterback, was asked by an NFL team if he had interest in making a comeback after quarterbacking at Clemson's Pro Day for the Tigers' league-bound wide receivers and defensive backs on Thursday. He declined. He's an offensive coach at Clemson. He spent seven years in the NFL, last play for Dolphins in 2011. He was drafted in the first round, 2004, by the Bills. Yeah, they don't... We, but she, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. 
Signed deals worth an estimated $12 million in total cash for his NFL career. Wow. Yeah, well, at least they have uh, Josh Allen, this draft. Yeah. Wow. And I'm thinking he, Colin Kaepernick, but J.P. Lozman, really? And World Cup is going to decide in June if they're going to go from 32 to 48 for the World Cup 2022. And I think they should add to more than 64. I think go 96 with the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's a long tournament anyway. Let's have some fun here. And how about this? The Pac-12 hasn't won a national championship since 97, Arizona. They were talking about how, you know, they're having a lot of sex, success in the pros right, right now with, uh, with Steve Kerr, Iguodala, Luke Walton, uh, Jason Terry. And back in 97, uh, shit. Well, Walton was the Luke Walton, and then it was Luke. Who was the Arizona? Oh, man. Arizona basketball head coaches. Arizona. Lute Olson. Lute Olson. Lute Olson. So they, you know, Lute Olson was the was Hall of Fame coach. And back in 97, Kerr boarded, boarded the bus in Arizona on the boarded the Arizona team bus back in 97 delivered a pregame pep talk before their game against Kentucky championship game yeah uh, Lute Olsen you know said uh, imbued his, his players with a sense that they were a part of something larger than themselves so Kerr and Sean Elliott both who graduated the NBA boarded the team bus Olsen had invited them to address his players and their message was simple do it for all of us who have come before, before you but could never quite get the job done Jason Terry so that Lute Olsen had tears in his eyes. Arizona went to win its first, national, its first and only national championship by beating Kentucky in overtime. We knew we couldn't let him down, Jason Terry said. So pretty kind of pretty freaking cool, man. You know, players come back and they're like, hey, it's pretty freaking cool. And now Duke has the most ACC tournament wins with 102, more, one more than UNC. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Zero regrets about a fling with Marlon Brando. <laughs> 2018, Quincy Jones claimed in a lengthy interview with Vulture that Pryor was among the sex partners of Brando. Brando used to go cha-cha dancing with us. You know, he could dance his ass off. He was the most charming motherfucker ever met. He'd fuck anything, anything. He'd fuck a mailbox. James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. So I guess they're saying he fucked all three of them. Yeah, and he said Pryor wouldn't have been ashamed to admit it. He said it was a, it was, she said it was the 70s. Drugs were still good, especially quaaludes. If you didn't have cocaine, you'd fuck a radiator and send her flowers in the morning. Now, her daughter, Rain Pryor, said uh, Quincy's losing his mind and decided to garner publicity for himself with a sensationalized interview. He said Daddy did not have relations with Brando. There were no trips to his South Pacific oasis, no flowers or love notes between them, not even a film role. Why this sudden need to drag Daddy through the Hollywood mud? Yeah, I, I agree. My dad was very open to his life, so much so that news of the relationship with a trans woman in the early 70s and 80s wasn't really newsworthy nor notable. As a child, I knew her not as a trans person in our home, but the lady who everyone accepted. So much acceptance, I did not know she was trans until recently. Wow. How about that? Yeah. She said her, uh, the widow uh, hated uh, Quincy and Daddy. That's what she said. She said, darling, you weren't even a tweak on the eye yet. They didn't know their father the way I knew him, clearly, and I think she's off base, but that's okay. I wish them well. He was very open about his dalliances with men in his stand-up, including a shocking performance at a gay rights benefit show at, at the Hollywood Bowl in 77. Part of the performance that a performance uh, are featured in the new documentary, I Am Richard Pryor, 
which had its world premiere at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Will air on, it aired on the Paramount Network yesterday. She met Pryor in the 70s when she was a struggling actress. She was looking for someone to decorate a San Fernando Valley home. She found him. She, she fell in love with the first day I met him, August 22nd, 1977. I wasn't aware of him, but I was... I was aware of him, but I was not a fan, which was great because I saw the person. They married in 81, divorced in 82. They remarried in 2001 and stayed together until his death in 2005 at 65. Yeah. Hey, some serious shit, huh? So also her son, his son said it's bullshit. Completely false. There's no way I believe in it. And the son said, and whoever said it, I just don't buy it. It's not like my dad hasn't done things, but that particular story, I don't believe it at all. Yeah, I mean, he's dead now. You know, fucking, he's been dead for 13 years. What the fuck should you bring this up now for? Ridiculous. Oh, and I saw this, Orgain Kids Protein Shakes, 18 grams of protein. What the fuck? We need kids to, to have protein shakes, these little kids. They should leave little kids in the playground drinking protein shakes. Food. Eat fucking food. Are you kidding me? I was like, this is, I said, society, we are doomed. We are freaking doomed. When I read that shit, it just perplexes the shit out of me. I'm like, come on. That is disgusting. Just ridiculous. Freaking disgusting. Ridiculous. Yeah. Zion Williams had 31 points, 11 rebounds last night. Talk about a can of kicking some can of whoop ass. On the paper, uh, on Thursday, uh, well, the Bleach Report said Florida State beat Virginia Tech. Yeah, they got too excited when they gave the right score. And on these, this Hudson Yards in, in Manhattan, it like goes up store. I want to go walk it. He's heard it's kind of crazy. Curtis Martin says he wishes he had Le'Veon Bell's talent. And uh, Le'Veon Bell said uh, Curtis Martin was why he always wanted to be a Jet. Yeah, Golden Tate had an I Love New York picture. All right. Oh, and freaking in the in the uh, they got destroyed in the quarterfinals. St. John's by freaking um, Marquette, who lost to Seton Hall last night, eighty six fifty four. I don't know if they're going to make the tournament, man. Just ugly, ugly loss. That is a bad loss. And Marcus Howard, who Jay Williams said is the best the the best scorer in college basketball right now, thirty points the other night. Wojciechowski's the coach. Both, that's another thing. UNC and Duke, a lot of three-pointers they missed yesterday. A lot of three-pointers. Yeah, you're not going to win too many games, St. John's, when you're 20-2. and two. Lost four of the last five, five of the last seven St. John's, failing to win more, than consecu- win more than consecutive games in a row since it's, wow, since starting 12-0, yeah, against a very soft non-conference schedule. So this is what guy for Denver, what Barlow, Barto, TNT in a shirt, thrill national television. All right. Good for you. There's Zion, 29 points, 14 rebounds, and 31 points, 11 rebounds. And he led the, he led the uh, ACC in steals. Uh, Dallas Kukul is being eyed by the Braves. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's plenty of fish. I'm an escort girl in the area. Can you fuck me tonight? My service is free for the first night. If you want to fuck me, contact my profile. Or if you're not, 
then just buy. I'm like, oh, it's free the first first time's free. That's nice of you. It's free the first time. Oh, sweet of you. Thank you so much. Such a scary sight. They say Tyree Jackson had a very good pro day for the Bills on Buffalo on Wednesday. And I didn't know this, but Eastern Illinois quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo impressed scouts at, North, scouts at Northwestern's Pro Day in 2014. Not too bad. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Oh, and Johnny Lamb Jones died uh, at 60 after a battle with cancer, played five seasons with the Jets. Number two draft pick in the 1980 draft. Legendary sprinter at uh, Lampasas, Texas High School. At the age of 18, he won a gold medal at the 76 Olympics as a member of the 4x100 relay and then finished 6th to 100. This is, a, this is a high school senior, 18 years old. That's how good he was. He was a two-port, he was a record-setting sprinter in Texas. He also played wide receiver running back for the football team. He was the team MVP in 78 and two-time All-American. He's given the nickname Lamb based on his hometown to differentiate differentiate him from Texas teammate Johnny Ham Jones, who was from Hamlin, Texas. So it was Lamb and Ham Jones. They traded two first-round picks, 13th and 20th, to move up to get him. Played by drops his rookie season. Yeah, lasted only five season league, all with the Jets. 138 receptions, 23, 2003 to 22 yards, 13 touchdowns. Best season, 83, when he posted 43 catches, 734 and four touchdowns. Not good for a number two pick in the draft. And they traded two picks to get up there. He said, I know they remember me in New York. I'm the guy they blew the draft pick on. He said in a 2005 interview with the New York Daily News, that's okay. I didn't live up to their expectations, but I didn't live up to my own expectations either. At least he's honest. He battled alcohol and cocaine addiction during and after his playing career. He admitted he wasn't ready for New York. He was a small-town kid who succumbed to the trappings of celebrity. 1988, living in Texas, he served a month in jail after pleading guilty to indecency with a child, a 12-year-old girl. Later called the arresting, the arrest turning point in his life, saying it prompted him to seek help. He went on to become a motivational speaker, sharing his story with high school athletes in Texas. In the 1976 Class 3 High School Track and Field Championship at Memorial Stadium on Texas campus, he run, ran the anchor leg in the 4 bond 100 went, on to, went, on, went from 7th place to 1st. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. 7th to 1st. A moment that became etched in Texas lore. That is seventh to first. That means you are fucking flying. It's crazy. And he's gone. Sucks. Yeah, not good. Tannehill. He was shit. Miami will receive a 2024th round pick along with a 2019 seventh round pick. Okay, for Tannehill and a 2019 sixth round pick. So now it's going to be. The Marcus Mariota's backup replacing Blaine Gabbert. And Miami's going to need a quarter. Hey, he also gets $7 million fully guaranteed with a chance to make up the $12 million in incentives. I never thought that hell. I just thought he was eh. Yeah. He's happy to be here, Le'Veon Bell. That's all you can ask for. Keep Richard Pryor in. <laughs> Marlon Brando. I'm just like, what the hell am I reading? Good God. Damien. Dotson is having a pretty, he's been, been solid, solid, solid lately. That's good. All right. Wanted to get a quick show out of the way. All right. Trivia question. 
last show. Who has the highest receiving yards per game as a visiting player at one venue in NFL history? T.Y. Hilton with 133.3 yards per game at Tex at the at, at NRG Stadium of the Texas for the Colts. Think about that. He's averaging over 133 yards per game as a visiting player. That's the most in NFL history. T.Y. Hilton. How about that? Okay, who had the NFL record of nine straight victories in playoff openers broken in the 2019 playoffs? Who had the NFL record of nine straight victories in playoff openers broken in this year's NFL playoffs? The 2019 NFL playoffs. NFL record of nine straight victories in playoff openers was broken this this uh, playoffs. Who was the team? It's a team that David Shoup loves. Not too many people are going to know that, but people who know the Shoopster know who I'm talking about. All right. We got some boxing, boxing tonight. Sherry wants to listen, watch uh, Mickey Garcia versus Errol Spence at, uh, t- at the Cowboy Stadium. And then I think tonight we have, well, we got Duke, Florida State. The Nets are playing the Jazz tonight at 9. Lakers are at the Knicks tomorrow. Yeah, Lakers, 31-38. Wow, they just freaking fell apart. Florida Orbit. UMBC did not make the tournament. They lost to Vermont 66-49. They will not be back. Kentucky, Kentucky, uh, yeah, UMC, Princeton, Yale, Tennessee, Kentucky, Memphis, Houston tonight, today, Minnesota, Michigan, and then you have, uh, Michigan, or Minnesota, Michigan, the semifinal, Seton Hall, Villanova, that's a championship at 630 today. Buffalo Bowling, Bowling Green tonight. Florida State Duke. Oregon Washington. Final. And Michigan's playing today, aren't they? Minnesota, Michigan, and... Oh, Wisconsin, Michigan. Michigan State's up on Wisconsin. And you know what's interesting, too? Yeah, all right. Well, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Very interesting that Nevada lost in the semis to San Diego State and St. Mary's beat Gonzaga. And I think that's going to help both those teams going into the tournament. I think that's going to be a plus that maybe the loss will kind of shake them up a little bit going into the tournament and they can go both go on deep runs. Because I think Nevada's got a very, very, very deep, uh, you know, a, a, a team that has a lot of experience together. And Gonzaga, a lot of people are picking that they really could be this first team since UNLV to win a national championship. So we shall see. Just like UNC, I think good things will happen. All right? Sorry for cutting off uh, Isaac Hayes, but I got to go. Peace out. Love you. Talk to you soon.